Nettie and Becky Stubtail, Two Nice Bears, by Howard R. Garris. Helping Uncle Wigwag. One day, when Nettie and Becky Stubtail, the little bear children, came home from school, they saw in the dining room Uncle Wigwag, the funny old gentleman bear who was always playing jokes. And Uncle Wigwag was laughing and chuckling and giggling to himself, bobbing up and down and tickling himself on his ribs to make himself laugh all the harder. And then he'd sit down in a chair and hold his sides with his paws because they ached so from his jollity. Why, what in the world can be the matter with Uncle Wigwag? asked Becky, dropping her books and hurrying toward him. Maybe he's sick, suggested Nettie. I guess I'd better run for Dr. Possum. Sick? He isn't sick at all, exclaimed Aunt Piffy, the fat old lady bear. He's just up to some of his tricks. If you ever joke with me again that way, she went on, looking at Uncle Wigwag sort of sharp-like, if you ever do that again, I'll never give you any maple sugar on your honey cakes. Oh, what did he do? Tell us, cried Nettie and Becky, while Uncle Wigwag laughed harder than ever. Why, he came home from the five and ten cent store, I guess it must have been, explained Aunt Piffy, and he gave me a box to open. He asked me if I didn't want a new side hair comb, and of course I did. Well, when I opened the box out, popped a green snake. I was so scared that I ran down cellar and hid, and I nearly lost my breath and could hardly find it again. Oh, dear. And Aunt Piffy fanned herself with her apron. She was so warm. <laughs> well, said Uncle Wigwag, and he stopped laughing long enough to talk. I really didn't say there was a side comb in the box, Aunt Piffy. Besides, it wasn't really a snake, you know, he said, turning to Nettie and Becky. It was only a snake made of paper with a spring inside like a jack-in-the-box. Oh, I know, said Nettie. Where is it? Let me take it. I'll play a joke on some of the fellas at school. Take it, exclaimed Aunt Piffy. I don't want to see it again. And mind you, she said to Uncle Wigwag, shaking her paw at him, if you joke with me any more, no maple sugar on your fried eggs for breakfast. Oh, I'll be good, said the old bear gentleman. But it was very hard for Uncle Wigwag to stop playing jokes. A little later that afternoon, she gave Becky what she thought was a candy egg. And when she tried to bite into it, thinking it was nice and sweet, the egg popped open and a little chicken inside made of paper and feathers crowed just like a rooster. And Becky nearly jumped out of her hair ribbon. She was so surprised. <laughs> Laughed Uncle Wigwag. That was a good joke. I don't think so, said Becky, sort of sorrowful-like. <laughs> don't you? Well, maybe it wasn't, spoke Uncle Wigwag. Anyhow, here's a penny for you to buy some real candy. Uncle Wigwag was always like that. First he'd play a joke on you, and then he'd do you a kindness. He was quite nice after all. And a little later, Nettie was looking for a pencil to write down some of his home schoolwork on his paper pad. Here's a good pencil, said Uncle Wigwag, taking one from his pocket. Nettie didn't think anything and started to write with the pencil, but as soon as he did so, it bounced out of his paw and jumped around on the floor, for inside was a jumping jack. It was a trick pencil, you see, and Uncle Wigwag had played another joke. <laughs> Excuse me while I laugh. 
said the old gentleman bear. And Neddy laughed too, for he rather liked the trick pencil. And then Uncle Wigwag played another trick. Oh, but he was full of them that day, wasn't he? I guess he must have been roaming around two or three five and ten cent stores to find these jokes. The last trick Uncle Wigwag played was on Mr. Whitewash, the white polar bear gentleman. Mr. Whitewash used to have a cup of tea every afternoon while he sat down to read in the paper about whether it was going to be cold or hot the next day. Mr. Whitewash used to sit on a cake of ice, you know, because he liked everything cold except his tea, and he did not like warm weather at all. Well, he was sitting there reading his paper and sort of not looking what he was doing. He reached out his paw to take his cup of tea with his eyes still on the paper, and when he picked up the cup and started to drink from it, there was no tea in it. Instead, Uncle Wigwag had put in some ink, and when Mr. Whitewash, not looking at it, started to drink it, the ink spilled all over his white fur and made him look like a spotted clown in the circus. <laughs> Laughed Uncle Wigwag. <laughs> that was a fine joke. I don't think so, said Mr. Whitewash, and you had better look out or I'll play a joke on you. Then Uncle Wigwag felt sorry he had done such a thing, and he helped Mr. Whitewash clean the ink off his fur. Nettie and Becky helped also, and a little later, the polar bear gentleman said to the two children, You just watch and see what a trick I shall play on Uncle Wigwag. So Nettie and Becky watched, though they didn't see anything for some time. But toward dark that evening, when Nettie was bringing in his wood to fill the box behind the kitchen stove, he heard someone crying in the fields across away from the bear cave. Help! Help! Oh, help! called a voice. Why, who can that be? asked Becky, who was watching Nettie bring in the wood. I'm sure I don't know, answered the little bear boy, but I'm going to go see. Oh, you better not, spoke Becky. Maybe it's the bad old lion. Yeah, and maybe it's Uncle Wiggily, the nice rabbit gentleman. He may be in trouble, went on Nettie. Come on, it isn't far. We'll go see. We must help Uncle Wiggily, you know. There was no one else in the bear cave just then to go to help of whoever was calling, as Mrs. Stubtail and Aunt Piffy had gone over to the house of Mrs. Cat, the kitten children's mama, to ask about making sugar pie. So Nettie and Becky had to do whatever they were going to do all by themselves. They hurried on toward where they heard the voice. It was still calling, Help! Help! Oh, will no one help me? Yes, we're coming, answered Nettie. And then he and Becky ran around the corner by a stump, and they saw us sitting there, Uncle Wigwag, the old joking bear gentleman himself. He did not seem to be in any trouble, and the bear children wondered what had happened to him. Help! Help! he called. Why, what is the matter? asked Nettie. If you're in trouble, why don't you come away? I see no one hurting you. No, you can't see it, but I'm in trouble just the same, said the bear gentleman, making a funny face. I'm frozen fast to a cake of ice. Frozen to a cake of ice? said Becky in surprise. Yes. It's a trick played on me by Mr. Whitewash, but I'm not complaining about it. It serves me right for playing so many jokes today, especially the one on him with the ink. I was walking along thinking of a new joke to try when I saw what I thought was a nice seat here by this old stump. The seat had a blanket over the top and a sign saying, Please sit down on me. 
Well, of course, I sat down, and before I knew it, I was frozen fast. You see, there was a cake of ice under the blanket, and I'm sure Mr. Whitewash put it there just to fool me. Well, I guess he did, said Nettie, and he could hardly keep from laughing, for Uncle Wigwag looked so funny frozen fast. Can't you help me? asked the bear gentleman. You see, Mr. Whitewash can sit on a cake of ice without freezing to it, for he's used to living at the North Pole. But I am not. Oh, dear, I'm freezing tighter and tighter. I may have to stay here all night. Oh, no. We will help you, said Nettie kindly. So he and Becky blew their warm breath on the cake of ice, and soon it was melted enough so that Uncle Wigwag could pull himself loose. And very glad indeed he was to get up. Then along came Mr. Whitewash, saying, as he combed his claws through his white fur, Well, I see my trick worked after all. Yeah, spoke Uncle Wigwag. It did, and it served me right. Now let's all go and have some hot chocolate, for I am chilled through. So they had the hot chocolate in the drugstore, and everybody was happy, and Uncle Wigwag didn't play any more tricks until the next time. And if the cat in our backyard doesn't try to walk across the clothesline and fall off into the ash can, I'll tell you about Becky Stubtail and her wax doll. <laughs>